0: Welcome to Come to the Cookout, where you are all invited to join us. There's a little something for everyone, whether you want to take a big bite out of what's cooking on the grill, or just a little parched and need some tea, or just want a little something sweet. Don't worry, we keep raisins out of our potato salad. And hopefully, you'll leave with a plate full, even if you ain't bring nothing. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Come to the Cookout. On this week's episode, I'm your host, Tzombin Cleave, but y'all can call me T. And I'm joined by Brooklyn. You ready? Cause I'm ready. Let's go get it. You hungry? You thirsty? Or you just want a little something sweet? Welcome to this week's episode of Come to the Cookout. What's on the grill? What are we talking about this week?
1: There's only one topic that has been on anybody's mind, anybody's lips. Like, your grandmama knows it. You can't even go to the supermarket without people talking about it. There's really one thing to talk about. What's It's being called the slap. The slap. Mm. We are talking about the slap of the prestigious oscars maybe you haven't heard about it well i heard i heard a little something about it i think i it might
0: it might have come up in my twitter feed at some point i'm assuming you're talking about will
1: smith and chris rock
0: that's what they say those two people got into it well why don't you give us a little bit of backstory
1: for anybody who missed this i'm gonna give you the the current and then we're gonna do a flashback so present day on earth two oscar night was sunday Everybody was dressed up in their Versace, their Dolce Gabbana, their talks to the nine, and everyone's enjoying themselves. It was the first time they did three hosts. They did Wanda the Sykes, Regina Hall, and that bitch Amy Schumer. Excuse me, the young woman Amy Schumer. I don't like that half. She's not funny. I don't know who she thinks. She, I hate anytime she's on my screen. I get upset. But that's that's neither here nor there. So they were the hosts, they did the opening monologue, whatnot, yada, yada, yada. People came out to do their little, uh, you know, intro to a category. Here comes Chris Rock, who has been an Oscar presenter several times, as well as the host of the past. Um, and he was, you know, getting ready to announce his uh, his category for the Summer of Soul uh, winner, which is, you know, we talked about that a few weeks back. Oh, best, best documentary. Yep. However, he kind of went off track just a tad bit by cracking jokes. And he said to uh, Will and Jada, of course, is in the front. Um, and if, in case you didn't know, Will and Jada were up for a nomination back in 2016 for a documentary of their own. But at that time, most Black Americans and Black actors in particular were boycotting the Oscars because it was, you know, if you remember Oscars so white in the controversy that happened during mm-hmm. that time. It was when we had tons of movies. Nobody of color was even nominated or was rarely nominate, barely nominated in the main categories. And so it was a big boycott. Everybody was sticking to their guns. Chris Rock at that time was the host. And so he took it upon himself to crack jokes at Jada Peekett and um, Will Smith of saying, you guys boycotting are like what's, uh, pretty much to the point of like, who cares that you're boycotting? You weren't going to win anything anyway kind of thing. Right? So- just to kind of put in some perspective where some beef was already mm-hmm, coming from mm-hmm. in the past. Coming coming back to present, so again, the Oscars thinking, you know, trying to be slick, put, put Will and Jada literally seven feet in front of him, front row, dead center. Of course, if you've ever been to a, a comedy show, most comedians are going to roast the people that are in the front two rows, right? So if you want to, you know, get some time and, and get some shine and have your five minutes of fame, that's the place to be. The problem is, you don't do that to the Smiths. So he made a joke about Miss Jada Pinkett Smith, about her bald-headedness, and said, hey, it's, uh, you know, I can't wait to see G.I. Jane 2. G.I. Jane Now, I remember G.I. Jane 2. Now, I remember G.I. Jane. I don't remember being a popular movie. I remember Jimmy, you know, was, it was a, she was in her height, but I don't remember that one being like a blockbuster. I mean, it was...
0: I think I it was well received, but I think so. The joke for me, I, the joke had was offensive on multiple layers because when that movie came out,
1: it fell a little flat on my end. Well,
0: it's it, it's tasteless, but like when the when the movie came out originally, a lot of people used it in a derogatory light to inf- infer that uh, masculine women, bald bald women, with more close haircuts were. Um, gay, or you know, as if that is an insult. But you know, when you're when you when you are insulting someone's sexuality just because of the way that they pre- they present themselves, it's uncalled for, and it's 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 tasteless. And with on top of that, like Jada has been vocal about her medical condition. She has alopecia. She came. She talked talked about it in the media since mm-hmm. like 2018. And, you know, her struggles with the disease and coming to terms with the loss of her hair and, you know, being secure in her in her own self. That has another layer to how tasteless the joke was. And then on top of that, Chris Rock actually even did a, a documentary himself on the, the stigma behind Black hair. Women and and how wearing their hair, the natural way that it comes out of their head. Um, how it's perceived in the media. He he interviewed a woman that had alopecia that talked about how, you know, she made the decision that she didn't want to wear wigs because she didn't want to feel like she was hiding herself and and coming to terms with, you know, the disease and how people see her and how she sees herself. So that as another layer to how Tasteless the Joke was. I
1: think for me, it's it's been, it's so... It's just I don't even uh, wh- where to begin. I think for me, it's just weird that there's been so much controversy about this because I think the way we were raised, like the cookout, we have a uh, colloquialisms that are going to be pertinent to your particular background, right? So when we say the cookout, most black people are gonna know what that is. They're gonna be they're gonna have a picture in their head. Uh, food that's going to be there, the the maybe activities similar mm-hmm. to how we were how we think about when things are popping up, right? So, what's kind of interesting to me is like, you played the dozens, or maybe you didn't when you were a kid, or you know the dozens, or what mm-hmm, the dozens mm-hmm. can 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 be. There has been so many times growing up where people have played the dozens and said something that was just a little too far, and something might have happened to them physically, right? Because you're you going to cause a fist to cuss, if you will, right? Like, that's something we are taught as black children very at, at a young age. Or oh, as my mother would say, don't write a check that your ass right. can't cash. Uh, fuck around and find out. And so, yeah. And so I think with that being said, like, what I saw is you took something too far and I addressed it. Now, I agree he could have addressed it differently. But sometimes when you just sick and being sick and tired and you are just fed the fuck up, you get it where I'm still working. I'm not, I'm not perfect yet. I'm still working on me. So, therefore, you're going to get it how I'm giving it today. Now, maybe 10 years from now, I won't be as aggressive and I'll be through therapy and have worked on my woo-saw. But that's how you're going to get it.
0: So, here's the thing. Here's my take on that. And I agree. It could have been handled differently. However, this wasn't the sure. first time. So like mm-hmm. everyone is like, he could have like they could have had they could have had words or whatever, or you know, there's a different you, it was just so violent, whatever. Um, so
1: a slap is not okay, violent.
0: Okay, so Will told him in 2016 to keep his family's name out of his mouth. And again in 2018, and he said, "Come to me, come
1: about me all day." Again in 2018, come to me,
0: keep my keep my family's name Joke out of my mouth. Yep, it is two, 2 2022, and you still you still you still running your mouth, and now you got the taste slapped out of your mouth.
1: Well, he thought may, maybe there was a, was there an expiration date on that? Like, did he say, "Don't talk about me for the rest of the year"? Maybe nope, not that I'm aware of. He said, Don't, "Keep keep it, it was a, a, a open ended out your mouth," is what
0: he told him. and 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 so that means don't use it so he had to slap it out of it
1: (laughs) like i don't i don't understand like for me i just don't understand and so that's why i'm saying like especially going back to kind of what i was just talking about like and so when people keep saying that it was violent i'm like he got this the the taste slapped out his mouth if you ain't been a kid and your mama ain't slapped the taste out your mouth then something's wrong with you that's just like, like we were raised differently. So I understand that you may have been put little Jimmy in the corner and made him count to 10, but we got fucked up and it's just a way of life. So for me, I was like, and that's the thing that I saw a lot online too, is a lot of black people were, excuse me, a lot of younger generation, black people understood what it was. It, it's you talked about my, my partner. Here I am saying, shut the hell up. Keep her name out my, out your mouth. And it, obviously the elder statesmen black people were like now we are setting a negative what is it a negative a stereotype so here's the thing so specifically
0: everyone that is up in arms about what happened black people y'all aren't mad that he went up there and slapped that man y'all are mad that he did it in front of white people and white people y'all not mad that he slapped that man you're mad that it made you uncomfortable, and so you jump to your own conclusion that you are not a, even a part of. You can't even you can't even fathom the nuance of what was happening, but you have formulated an opinion, yep. and immediately want to jump to you know he should be arrested and he should be uh, sued and to the fullest extent of the law, blah blah blah. And it's just like at most that was battery. He he didn't the the way they they jumped to violence so quick to be like oh he could have he could have killed him like no he could no he couldn't he is Will Smith is fifty three years old Chris Rock is fifty seven they in the same age bracket
1: my issue that I have is with uh, Mr Kareem Abdul Jabbar I have a you wrote a lovely think piece um, one of many that were out there you obviously because of your i guess prominence in the black community a lot of this story got picked up about how we are proving to white people that we don't know how to act and that we are just uh aggress- aggressors etc does i'm i'm confused because each of us are our own individual per- people so does white people do they have to Answer for, I don't know, let's say Char- Charlie Sheen when he was acting crazy. Do 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 they have to speak up for Tom Cruise when he was jumping on a motherfucking couch? Do we think every white person coming into my house, they're going to jump on my couch? No. So why would you assume that white people are going to think of us as slapping bitches left I and mean, right? every anyone time anyone that's like violence is, <laughs> violence
0: is not the answer, violence is not the answer. However, tell that to your ancestors. Uh, Because they they originated and
1: perfected it, so yes. And also, what also frustrates me too is I love this 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 up in arms of like again another. I'm just thinking I'm have all my think pieces written down here. Another one that really frustrated me was all these people talking about how Will's behavior was toxic masculinity, but no one had a nerve or had a question. And this is again just me no one thought about chris rock's pattern of belittling jada pinkett smith and black women as a whole that's not that's not toxic that's in my any way
0: biggest argument with everything that is being said right now like no one is talking about how jada was affected nobody like, you saw like this the the camera panned the audience when he said the joke and she was visibly taken aback and visibly distraught about being targeted. And and people are like, well, we'll laugh first. And then he saw Jada. Yes, he laughed. He, You can chuckle at a joke, but then you see that the person that's being targeted is not taking that, is affected, then he's going to defend his wife. Like if, he, if they were on the yes. street and you said some slick shit about his wife, he would have did the same thing. If you was just two regular people exactly. on the street and you talk slit about somebody's wife, they they going to they you there's going to be a reaction. Cause and effect.
1: Yeah, I I, I like I said, I'm those are the, the like my three little thought, thoughts of consciousness on this is like will doesn't speak for all of black humanity. Right? I never see the whites being embarrassed when a a kid shoots up a school. Right? Like why should I be judged based on what fucking Will Smith well, that's does? that's the Never biggest mind.
0: problem with being black in America is that any time that you become uh, the center of any kind of attention, you become the representative
1: of the community. And the... Right, but I'm not the representative. I am my own person. We are not a monolithic people. Not If you look at the diaspora by itself, look at... I'll just take the continent of Africa. Do you know the continent of Africa has many different tribes, many different beliefs and religions, many different traditions. So how do you expect them to all be on the same page when they may you know, have different holy holidays, things of that nature, let alone you come over here in America where we don't have some of those traditions because, hello, we've talked about it a million times. We can only go back to the wall. How can we all be on the same page. It's not going to happen. We think differently. Some of that is going to be based on your background. Like, hello, look at me. I'm used to being beat with a chancla. Yes, okay, that could be traumatizing. But as a Latin person, all of us can identify with that in some sort of way. Maybe I'll break the cycle. Maybe I won't. Because let me see, if there's a chancla and my child speaks crazy to me, guess what I'm reaching for? The chancla. Because I know you didn't have the nerve with this roof over your head to speak in the the tone and the manner that you spoke to me. And if you think you're going to live or just... Get away and don't run because then now I got to get up out of my chair and and get my blood pressure up and barely being able to breathe and catch my breath to try to catch your ass. See, so no, it is something that is maybe trauma. Uh,
0: My grandma used to just throw whatever
1: was nearby. That was my my, my mama. She could not throw shit to save her life, but she could throw a plate. If she was angry and she (laughs) wanted to hit you, she would pick whatever. And I'd be like. How is it you could do that, but when we play playing family, you know, at the family reunion, you can't play, the, play softball, t-ball to save our lives. But in the house, you're going to hit us like it's a goddamn strike. What, what the hell? You know what I'm saying? Like, so for me, it's just frustrating because it has dominated the news cycle. Today is Thursday. We're talking about five whole days. And I'm just going to throw this out there. Does anyone else find it funny that this is the, the leading information? but we're not talking about Clarence Thomas and his wife. We're not sitting here talking about uh, Ukraine or anything else. Like that's another thing that pissed me off. Someone said that they were, it was S.E. Cup and I love her sometimes, you know, I be trying to give her the benefit of the doubt, but then she comes out of left field and says some stupid shit. She was saying that she's traumatized by seeing the fucking violence, but yet you can play Ukraine every day. We see people in guns, in tanks, with rockets and all this other bullshit happening in the background, that's that's not traumatizing. When when George Floyd had a knee on his neck for nine minutes plus, y'all were playing that shit every night. That was p- trauma porn, if you want to call it. Every night that was on the news for at least six weeks. Anytime there was a a, a, a protest, whatever, y'all would play the, the, the ri- what caused it. Instead of just speaking to it, you would play the video again. So let's not act. Like violence isn't on your TV, and all of a sudden it's it's traumatizing because you see a black person slapping another black person. Oh, and Vivica Fox and yo ass and yo black on black crime. See, there's just so many angles to this that makes me so frustrated and all over the place because everybody came out they they the, the side of their neck.
0: Every everyone had everyone had an opinion. Everyone had a talk piece. Everyone was writing articles. <laughs> um, but I just want to bring it back real quick Please. to. Chris oh, Rock, Lord. because mm-hmm. I would just like to point out that he said himself in his special in Bring the Pain in 1995, 1996. Sorry, ain't
1: nobody above an ass whooping. I mean, I think that came back around to you. Yes, I agree. And that includes him. Shit. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't understand people who talk slick and then want to know, oh, what happened? What happened?
0: No. It's just it's just annoying to see everyone that's coming out of the woodwork with these takes on how disrespected Chris Rock was and how you you know will was so in the wrong. And yes, he shouldn't I don't think that he should have slapped him, but I two things can be wrong right, right at the same time. Two things can be true. I don't think
1: that he should have hit him. But I also think that Chris deserved it. Agreed. I've tried to to understand the other side. I don't. Nothing, Nothing about it makes me like, ooh, so exciting. Nope, don't care. Everybody could get this fade. Everybody could get this fade. I don't care. So, my thing is like, they both had violence. One was verbal, one was physical. Violence is violence. So where is the outrage, on the uh, for that?
0: I also didn't realize how calculated it was. Like they, like the Oscars, they knew what they were doing. Didn't have to. Yeah, they knew they, what they were doing. They, they, they needed. They wanted a reaction, and so like they put him to come out to Will Smith, knowing their history, and. And it's not like that joke isn't vetted. Like every all those like y- yes, you cannot you cannot um, control what comes out of someone's mouth in the moment. But there's no way that those monologues and those jokes are not pre-written. So the the Academy vetted those jokes. Said, okay, oh, yeah, we're taking a, a shot at this black woman. That's fine because we disrespect black women all, all the time. It, it, it's they're the, the butt of the joke. So why wouldn't it be fine? and then this this man who is shucking and driving for everyone anyway
1: is the perfect avenue avenue to deliver this joke. Yeah. Uh, now, do you want to hear something on the, so you know, when something like this happens, all kinds of things come out the woodwork. Have you heard some of the conspiracy theories that are out there? No, oh my
0: lord. Tell me more.
1: So a lot of people were saying that it was stage, which, I mean, if you slow it down, of course it looks stage, right? Like, cause you're looking at it in a slow motion versus like all at one moment. But some people are saying that Chris had a cheek pad on. Other people were saying this was his, this was his initiation into the Illuminati. What? I, I'm just telling you, sir, I'm just here giving you the news. Okay. <laughs> I didn't write the news. I'm just telling you how it comes. So, which made me think, like, what the fuck? But as you, like... Because this, this is what I kept thinking in my life, right? Like, I kept going back and forth, too, because I did feel like... it. I did feel at first for a while that it was staged. Just because... Usually they cut to commercial, and they didn't. Usually it's like... I don't know. I just felt like something about it didn't feel right to me. However, you know, I can see where it is also real. I just, I don't know.
0: I just, I feel like they didn't cut the commercial because they needed the ratings. Like, the people have been talking about the Oscars for the last six But we're days. not talking
1: about the shit that's hap- that happened on the Oscars.
0: I mean, it, if anything, it overshadowed. it. Oh, the thing that I don't like about it the most is that this was his first... Uh, when it's a it Wilson's first Oscar win, mm-hmm. and it's forever overshadowed because of this, yep. and it overshadowed, you know, Summer of Soul winning the documentary, and it overshadowed, you know, other iconic uh, winning wins. This for this particular show, Tony. Oh my God, I forgot his name from uh, Coda was a. Uh, he won yes, for he had me crying. Best Supporting Actor for the um, Children of Daffodils" movie.
1: Another person was saying how Pfizer was the sponsor of the Oscars and they have an alopecia drug coming out. J- these are just all the kind of conspiracy theories out there, um, I, which I just think is, you know, kind of funny. But I just hope something else will, will take over. I
0: keep crying. No tears, just tea. Well, Moon Knight is out now, so Did you end up watching Moon Knight? I did watch Moon Knight and that shit was crazy. Did you did it give you all the feels? I mean, it was the first episode, so it was it did a good job of introducing a character that I don't really know and setting the scene for a very interesting character because it starts and you meet this like Kind of mild mannered guy. He's like British, and he works in a museum. And then, like, you see him, like, like wake up for the day, but he he like has leg braces on his bed mm. to like secure himself to the bed. And you're like, what the fuck is that about? And then he like you you hear this voice, but but you. It's not very. It's not really adamant that it's like a voice in his head. It kind of the way they filmed it. It kind of almost felt like it was the narrator. But then a, as it goes along, you notice that he's like he's reacting to it, and he's like, "Who the who is that?" And then some shit happens, and I want to like give get the spoilers, away.
1: please spoiler um, for you. Better check on the Patreon for that, honey. Check on the Patreon. <laughs>
0: Um, but yeah, it was really good. And you know, you got to see like the suit because it is a superhero movie or a show, sorry, it is a super superhero television show. And by the end you see like him in the suit. Um, but you still are left with questions a lot, like what how is this a thing? How I I I have more questions than answers, which with, I is feel like that happens to you, you like every, to that into. happens
1: to you every series. You did the same shit with Wanda. You have more questions than answers. Loki, you had more questions than answers. Well, at least with Wanda, I had like an an inkling of what was
0: happening. And again, with with Loki, I had like I could formulate a thought um, from what what things were happening. I could formulate things that I had read that could possibly be the avenue that they were going. But with Moon Knight, like I know of the character, but I don't know the character.
1: Yeah. That's a big difference, man. Like, the only thing that I knew was the personality. Well, I have not watched it. I am going to be watching it either tonight or tomorrow, which is great. And I am... I mean, you know me. I, I always feel like the TV shows, I, I hate that it comes up once a week. Because I'd rather just watch it all at one time, one time. But we'll see if I can get into the groove of it but next week. It gives week. you something I look forward to. Yeah, but you, I like when I miss an episode or something. Like it has to be really captivating. Like my end game, right? Like if it's not really, really captivating, because now I'm like, what the fuck is gonna? Like I get like, even though I'm watching it, you know, whenever it comes on Hulu, I still go to YouTube to watch the promo for next week. And I think if Apple TV, Disney Plus, and the places that do these weekly shows, even Amazon Prime, could do a promo for the next episode that would at least give me like, that would make me excited and something to look forward to. Because when I go see the promo of something like on Monday nights, I'm like, oh shit, next week we're going to get this. Oh, how is she going to deal with that? And I'm thinking about that all week versus like, it's just the end of an episode. And I'm like, okay, it's done. But there's,
0: See, I'm the opposite because when I get to the end of that episode, I'm like, what the fuck does this mean? What does this mean? What does this mean? What is, this, what, mean? What, is they, what are they setting up for the next week? Yeah, but when you
1: see a promo, it's at least giving you the – the think of the road less travel. You come to a, a fork in the road with five different pathways. At least you know which path we're going down because you could have a ton of questions that, guess what, boo-boo, ain't going to be answered in the next next episode still. So those questions still going to be there waiting for you. Well, I mean –
0: I mean, you, but you're also the person that likes to like know oh, the ending
1: and then work your way yeah. to it.
0: I don't like that. I don't want to know. I don't like, I try not to watch trailers if I can help. What? But, like, I'll watch like the first trailer for, like, you know, because now there's usually like a second or third trailer for movies before they yeah. come out. I, I'll watch, I might watch the first one. I don't want to see any more up after that. I'll watch it in the theater. No, because I don't want to know. I want to, I want to find out in,
1: in the moment. I can't remember why I started this. When I was a kid, I'm trying to remember, and I'm trying to... I'm trying to remember. Maybe you know because you're a literature person. But do you know... Okay, so there was, the fairy t- there was these fairy tales, or fables, rather, that were being written by this guy... He never finished them, but he wanted to do like a lot, a ton of them. Like, I want to say 96. I don't know why that number sticking out of my head. Well, I remember there was one of one of the stories, which is why I'm the way that I am, is because it told the story backwards. And I was ever since then, I've always been fascinated by that. Or like, I don't know if you remember um, Vantage Point. I think it's called Vantage Point, the movie where something's shot, but then you see it and they replay it like 18 times. Because there's 18 different characters, and you see it from their view, and each person sees something different. I mean, I like that. I like that type of
0: storytelling. Yeah. But what what you like is to like go and know the end of a movie, and then and then watch that. And I don't want. But don't
1: that's want that think about think about how to get away with murder. At the beginning of each season, we knew someone was going to die, or there was like some big mystery, and they would always play the end first in the first episode, which is probably why I love How to Get Away with Murder. They would play the ending of somebody being in a tank and you would have to try you'd be like who is that bitch who is and they would they would throw these because that's what the writer does and I think like you being a writer what I'm
0: saying what I'm saying is that the the storytelling device of telling the story in reverse is different than just going to watch the end of a movie and then leading up to that
1: but I feel like like, I mean do you know how do you know how your book ends today the first book yes your first book yes Okay,
0: but did you come up with the know, ending first, but, or
1: did you come up with the beginning first?
0: I come up with the be- beginning first. Mm. I, I didn't I actually didn't write the I didn't write the ending until like a, a couple months ago.
1: Mm. I'm just trying to see how what because your I only knew clovis. I only knew what the climax was.
0: I didn't know what the ending was going to be. You knew how to get story. to the
1: mountaintop, just not how to yeah, get back down. Because the story
0: evolved. Because I mean, I'll just tell you a little bit about my writing process. Like Please. I started writing this one story about one character. And then I had writer's block for a long time. So I thought to myself, I'll just write a short story about these two twins. And then that became a novella of its own. And then I realized that my villain wasn't fully fleshed out. Like he was just evil for, he had no depth. So I was like, oh, well let me write his um, origin story. And then I realized that the stories were all actually intertwined. So then Mm. I came up with, I got, I knew where I was getting to the midpoint, but I didn't know where it went from there. And so I didn't write the ending until a couple months ago, but now I'm like filling in the chapters that are missing.
1: Look at that. See? I'm ready. Tell the story backwards. I'm there. I'll be right there. Because, I mean, okay, so answer me this. The beginning of your book, does it open up? Because I'm assuming, let me not assume anything. In the beginning of your book, does it open in the future and then we flash back? Do we not? I would assume.
0: No, it doesn't actually. It
1: opens in the present. Like, let's pretend it's 2022 and then they could just go forward. There's no looking back into the 70s or 80s.
0: Not not that far back. There, It, it opens in the present and um, the main character, something has happened to her. And someone from her past... Don't give all your
1: IP away, bitch, yet. Just give us, you know, very vague. No, no, no. no. Don't...
0: Someone from her past comes and, meet, and meets her uh, and then there, she tells them what happened to her. Oh,
1: so okay. that's as far but back is as, it, a, as she, as she it, looks. But from the reader's perspective, is it going to feel like a flashback or is it she just telling a story yeah
0: i mean it's not like an origin of story but right, it, right, right. it's like it, it's more like oh this happened 3 months ago got it this is why this is this is why this happened this is why this looks like this
1: got it okay yeah i i mean it's just i can't remember what i, I i've always been trying to i've been trying to figure that out for a few months now Cause I just remember that's what was the catalyst for me to always want to be like, what happens? Now let me see how the writer gets there. Because I can see, not when I, like like Fear Street and R.L. Stein, I used to be obsessed with those books, right? And I always loved them because I'm like, not that they were scary, but you know, they were suspenseful. But it's interesting when I, as I when I read different authors, I could see when they were trying to give you a misdirection. You know what I mean? And so I was like. That's where, for me, knowing the ending, I'm like, "Oh, this is some bullshit." This right here, is some, bullshit.
0: <coughs> some. BS. Well, I mean, that's that's the hard part of writing. It's like you you want to put in twists but like you, they can't be obvious, like because then it ruins your story. I was always a fan of the choose your own adventure books. Like you know, you start reading it, Yeah, you could choose like do you do, do this, do do this, or do this, and then the story changes depending on what option you you chose. I used to love those books.
1: Yeah. Cause then you could do it a few a few different times a few different ways. Just keep rereading it. Yeah. You're like, oop, I didn't like that way. Let me go back. Raises in the potato salad.
0: You don't see that
1: every day. Something that came across my desk. Because, you know, I live in California and I, I had the news playing in the background. We've been talking about reparations for a, a, some time now in America about getting people there 40 acres and a mule.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, California is forming a task force. We've heard about the United States is going to do this. We've been asking for it for years, whatever the case may be. But the state of California has formed a task force to help study and calculate reparations when it comes to Black Americans, so after more than six hours of debate Tuesday, California's Reparations Task Force voted that only Black Californians who can prove a direct lineage to enslaved ancestors will be eligible for a statewide and first-in-the-nation initiative to address the harms and, and harms and enduring legacy of slavery. The nine-member task force voted five to four in favor of defining eligibility for reparations based on lineage, Determined by an individual being an African-American descendant of a Chantel enslaved person or the descendant of a free black person living in the US prior to the end of the 19th century an Earlier amendment to the motion pushed for a broader definition of eligibility that would have included all 2.6 million African-Americans in California with special consideration for those with direct lineage to enslaved persons that amendment of course failed now most people Tazan, I think you've spoken to this a million times, can trace, you know, your heritage back a certain way. However, that's not the case for everyone. So I'm waiting to hear more, but it's right now what it sounds like is that we are trying they are trying to limit who's gonna get it. And there's now gonna be a debate, which I think anytime you talk about reparations, it was gonna come up sooner or later about who's eligible and who's not eligible for uh getting this. And I think I mean, I when the entire system is kind of built, like, I don't want to say against you, but with you not in mind, right? Like the education system, the housing system, employment system. I'm hoping that this is not going to be no $500 little here you go kind of thing. I hope that it's going to be substantial. I doubt that. I doubt that completely. I think it's it's going to be a long battle, but the fact that it got pat like it was the 5 to four, the 5 to 4 vote happened yesterday it's just it it gives me a little bit of glimmer of hope i mean i'll wait and see because it's not federal do you want to hear something that feels like raisins in my potato salad what is that this just came across my feed breaking news let me read the headline let me give you the so you can <laughs> let me why can't I open it? Oh, here it goes. Oh my God. I'm just, oh my God. Reading this. Okay. Here we go. The announcement itself, just as tactful as can be. Just full of tact. But here it goes. <clears throat> Someone has just announced their latest career enterprise. This person. Used to be a Masked Singer contestant, although that may not be that that good of a clue since there's like 18 seasons now. But this person uh, was a Masked Singer contestant. This person is 72 years old. They will make their first appearance in their new job as the guest on Hannity on March 31st. No word yet on the topics they will be commenting on. I'm going to read the quote from the Fox people. Blank's story is an inspiration to us all. Oh God. This was Fox News CEO Suzanne Scott said in a statement obtained by the Hollywood Reporter. Blank is a trailblazer in the LGBTQ plus community and her illustrious career spans a variety of fields that will be, Tremendous asset for our audience. This person has responded. Don't be looking, don't be Googling now. This person responded, I am humbled by this unique opportunity to speak directly to Fox News media's millions of viewers about a range of issues that are important to the American people. Now, this announcement, For this job at Fox News. Happens to coincide with Transgender Day of Visibility. Oh, God. That carries a certain irony, in my opinion. Because this job, this person, if you haven't guessed it by now, is the one, the only, the comparable, Caitlin the Jenner. I love how you said comparable and not incomparable. Oh, no, because exactly. Because that <laughs> bitch is a dime a dozen. That, that. That's exactly I what she that. is. <laughs> Words be these. That's all right. She, look, look. She, how, how dare... How, we, I am so angry right now because you don't... You have a lack of understanding of issues facing your community
0: because she doesn't have to because she's a rich white woman no she's I, ne- she 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 never had to she never got disowned by her family she never had to come she didn't have to come out as trans she, she came out as trans on, on a vanity Fair cover she didn't have to re- resort to sex work sex work just to make ends meet or to uh, supply the, the funds for her transition. She, she never had the hardships of... Not, let me not say that. I can't speak on her, her experience as a trans her journey. Woman, mm-hmm. But she doesn't relate to the trans community as a whole. And she doesn't speak for them. She doesn't stand for them. She doesn't
1: defend them. She... <sighs> I just think this is... I mean, to announce it tonight, is just, or on this day, is just... Because my thing is, I'm also thinking about Fox News, because this was no more than two weeks ago, when we were all discussing the transgender uh, young lady who was swimming and won some medals in college or wherever she was, when I believe several of the hosts on Fox said transgender people shouldn't be allowed to walk on the face of the earth. A few of them have called transgender people pedophiles. And that's where she is choosing to go work. Like, I can't imagine someone saying, you know, a company saying black people are inwards this or inwards that. And I'm like, oh, let me go sign up to go work over there. Like, I just, and I'm like, and you're giving her a fucking platform that is just gonna be so ass fucking backwards.
0: Well I mean everyone over there doesn't <sighs> deserve to have a platform. So that's not saying a lot. I'm I'm gonna take your mind off of Kaylin for a minute. And switch Please, gears give me a little something. bit. Because Please. my the thing that irked me this week is also kind of something sweet also because uh and you remember how we were talking about fuck around and find out Earlier, yes, that's what happened. Uh, so, have you ever been to South Dakota? Uh,
1: I, I don't believe I would ever have the privilege of going there ever. In
0: South Dakota, in Rapid City, South Dakota, there is a hotel that is called the Grand Gateway Hotel,
1: right? Okay, sounds like a blast. Um, there was a
0: shooting at the hotel recently. It was a, a young Native man that got shot. And oh shit! So. So the owner of the hotel, instead of being like, I can't believe this happened at my establishment, what can we do to facilitate, you know, a safe environment? Instead, they say, they make a
1: public statement that Native Americans are no longer allowed to stay here. I'm so sorry. Wait, you said a Native man. So let me just clarify. When you said Native, you're saying a Native American, not a Native of South Dakota.
0: Correct. A Native American male was shot. The response from the hotel owner uh, this white lady, is that she in, she um, implements a new policy that Native Americans are not allowed to save the establishment. So, of course, the Native population, which is about 10% in South Dakota, they are uh, upset and, you know, they made it known. Now, why I say that she fucked around and found out is because the... Native Americans there are the the Sioux. They have brought up that this hotel is actually on Native land. Now, if in if, in case you don't know, the Native Americans in the U.S. you know were decimated, and they were given like specific portions of land that they can live on. There are reservations in specific areas. So that land that they own, they mm-hmm. police like you. They have their own laws, like, to the point where, like, if the, like, uh, city police for whatever area, once it crosses onto Native land, your laws no longer uh, are, uh, are valid. So they said, Miss um, Ma'am, this is Native land, and you've broken, you're in violation of the Treaty of 1868. Gateway Hotel is on treaty land, and by treaty and by law, we still own that land. So now they are evicting her. She's in court trying to um fight an eviction because they're like, oh. You said what now?
1: Actually, we own this land, so you can get out. Get the fuck out. Get to step in. Don't don't get get your bag, get your shit, get the mm, out. Yes, God. The audacity. The audacity. So they're currently closed. She
0: ain't bring nothing. Nothing. Nothing.
1: Nothing. Well, I wanted to talk uh, also about, or just give an update. We've talked about it a few times. You talked about it passing the House not too long ago, the, the bill in Florida. Um. So it does seem like the governor has signed it. Yes, and I saw a TikTok the other day that kind of made me stop and think, and I just want to kind of amplify the message of the of the TikTok. And really, it talks about that you the bill itself speaks to how you're not supposed to be teaching sexuality, you're not supposed to be uh, being there for children, right? So I think it's in, I think it is imperative that people who live in Florida pick up their phone. And call their local congressman, just like Tazam recommended to me, because moving forward, there should not be a women's and men's basketball team. Because the actual fact of you sitting there saying it's a women's basketball team is speaking to the sex of that individual. And if we can't say gay, then you shouldn't be able to be speaking to the gender because that's inappropriate. So everyone technically should be labeled as they them just so that way there's no sex given and all the intramural sports, regular sports, school sports need to combine. And now let's see what the fuck happens because I bet you once that happens, then you're going to be like, Oh no, 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 no. Well, that's what you're asking for. You're asking that we don't speak to people. We don't discuss sexuality. We don't discuss sex and all of these genders then guess what you're doing? You can't say she, him. You can't say that's the women's team, that's the girls' team, that's the boy. Nope, because that's talking about sex. So sorry. What are your thoughts? It's Florida. <laughs> so you, you you don't think that'll work? They don't care? They're just going to keep trucking? It, it's Florida. That's all I'm going to say. did Rob
0: DeSantis just say that Disney was like, the devil. He 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 made some comment about how Disney is ruining kids or something, and I'm like, Disney. Granted, Disney is a big corporation or whatever, and they they have their problems, you know, racist past and all that, and you know, su- supporting the uh, anti gay legislature. Uh, but you're in Florida, and the there's, you only got three things going for you. You got Disney World with the Epcot Center. You got Miami Beach and you got the Everglades. Uh, so maybe you want to shut up because if Disney pulls out the money and moves that somewhere else, you will be fucked. I just need a little something sweet. Come with me and baby, we'll
1: get you. That coffee and the cream are together. Oh, but one of the things that made me smile this week is, you know, I'm a, I am am the lover. If anybody knows me, I live for The View. Well, as long as Willie Goldberg's said, I don't know if once she leaves, if I'll be a, a frequent guest of watching The View. But as of now, I live for The View. Although Joy is getting very old and she sounds like me saying get off my lawn all the time now. But we're going to let that slide. So before this 25th season, because they've been on air for 25 years... Um, before this season, there was a young lady who used to be on the other side of Whoopi Goldberg and holds the the table, uh, by the name of Miss Megan motherfucking McCain. Now, oh God, God, it's right. Because anytime, anybody familiar with Miss Megan McCain, especially after her father died, she would invoke his name all day, every day. And then this heifer had the nerve to get pregnant Again. I want everyone to procreate, spread the love and joy, except for Meghan McCain. Because recently, she got her little ass in a tizzy because her husband, Mr. Ben Dominic, co-founder and publisher of an extreme right, anti-LGBTQ blog called The Federalist, is being sued. And she, oh my gosh, she is not happy about it. So she went to Twitter last night saying, my husband made a joke on Twitter, and now you're all paying for the government to sue him, along with a video of Dominatech explaining the lawsuit against him. Now, again, don't bore yourself with watching the video. I'll give you some details. Basically, in 2019, he joked, and I'm saying joke with quotations, threatening the people who work at his LGBTQ hate blog that if they ever tried to unionize, he would send them back to the salt mine. Now, that is still viewable on Twitter. Like He didn't go and delete the tweet even after all this bullshit. It's still there for you to see all day, all night. Now, he wrote that tweet on the same day of a walkout by a union employee at Vox Media. So during that time, there were some walkouts about unionizing for a different company, and it was in the news, and so that's why he wrote that tweet. Um, in response the national labor, because, again, that you can not that's against some of the, you know, rules that we have here in the United States, uh, the labor, uh, national labor relations board filed a formal charge against the Federalist Media LLC, claiming that the tweet constituted an unfair labor practice. This is the same thing that you see going on right now in uh, some Starbucks going on currently, as well as Amazon. You hear about them trying to unionize a lot to get better working conditions, better pay, et cetera. Um, and even when I used to work for a previous company of mine, if we couldn't discourage people from unionizing, right? But uh, we weren't. Yeah, we couldn't be part of that conversation as like a manager if the re- if people wanted to get together and unionize. So here he he came again. So obviously the Federalist employees are not literally being sent back to the salt mines. One of the judges say, "Idioms have, however, hidden meetings." What did we just say earlier? Words mean have things means. right mm, well, yes. interesting so for the last two years the case has been slowly working its way through the court system and is now pending in the u.s court of appeals on the third circuit and um, and then someone uh megan obviously got tons of backlash which i don't think she was expecting because some very prominent people came out and said why do people think that freedom of speech is without consequences That's and this, I- is mm. the mm. this is our theme of the day this is our theme of the day um she said he was free to say what he said however that doesn't mean it was without consequence that's like saying making death threats is a freedom of speech and there shouldn't be consequences for it it is like if i say i'm going to kill you you could call the police and say i have been threatened that is a crime there is no if ands buts about it like you have like you have to you have to i don't want to say pay a price because that depends on like what happens in the courts but there's a possibility that you will pay a price for what you've said right um and it's it, and it's always just a joke which goes again back to chris rock it's always just a joke until someone is being called out for their poor judgment right it's like oh i didn't mean it that way or whatever the case may be it's yeah, the but same you bullshit. can't police how i took it Yes. Oh my lord, how You can't
0: pull, You can't police my reaction
1: to your joke. Quotations, but it's just so. Yeah, I have no sympathy for this, and I hope he has to pay something for it. Um, I mean, because I just want to clarify. Like, in addition to making jokes, Dominic has a long history of making disparaging remarks about queer people on Twitter, and he once even issued apology. To the SCOTUS Justice Eileen Keegan for trying to out her. Um, And his website regularly publishes like homophobic and transphobic hit pieces, which is so confusing to me because his wife claims to be an LGBTQI ally because she is her her BFF is Clay Aiken, right? And so she's always talking about. Not nothing. That's what I'm saying. Like uh, actions speak louder than words. So it's just. yeah, I don't know how she can be a, an ally when she hasn't denounced his behavior and she's personally profiting from all the money that he's making. So it's going to be very inter- interesting, as I like to say, of kind of where this goes, but I hope he has to pay a fine or something like that. Because I have to be honest, Miss Mc- McCain has never had a real job, right? Like she has gone into these areas of TV networks and she has been able to get jobs based on her father's name and, and using his currency. Right. And so I hope that, you know, I hope that she wakes up and I don't know. I just pray that people do better. Isn't she I also the saying. first
0: one to call out nepotism and the only reason that you're famous uh, is because uh, your dad. Uh, oh.
1: But she's, like, she she likes to you do? She's,
0: What what is what she's is like, your accomplishment? You got your you
1: got the job on the View because your dad is John McCain, uh-huh. and she also got her job on Fox News originally for the same thing. So, I mean, it's funny. Um, but we'll you know we'll see. I'm going to be watching this closely because I'm fingers crossed that she gets something. Like I want her to get fine money taken from her something. And I, I feel bad for Liberty, which is her daughter's name. Liberty. Go ahead, girl. Liberty. I'm going to wish you the best. Because she's she's a patriot. So. She's I'm a patriot. Sure. So you better watch her, watch her face. So I can't wait to see how this goes. But that's my little sub suite. And I think my last thing that made me smile as well is fucking Tiffany Haddish. She had the best fucking response on a red carpet that I've seen in a long-ass time. Because I feel like so many people are like, we have to deal with microaggressions in, in the world. And so many people always play, take the high road. Miss Tiffany Hanna said, fuck that. After somebody got slapped on stage today, I'm being real too.
0: A little costume change? Um, I, I'm not wearing a costume. I'm wearing Dolce Gabbana. <laughs> it's called an evening gown, darling. This is not, no one's paying me for this. I paid for it. It's custom. Thank you time of death for me right now you look gorgeous not an acting gig this is my life <laughs> this what fame looked like this what success look like this what money look like this what it looked like
1: it's what it looked like
0: got a costume change is that a costume change this is what fame looks
1: like this is the success the way she broke that down happy on the floor dead i said uh And I'm glad the lady, I'm glad the reporter recognized her time of death because (laughs) chill, chill. Call it. You better call it. 1202, whatever the time, you better call it because you're dead.
0: Well, that's all we have for this week. Join us again on the next episode of Come to the Cookout. Well, thank y'all for joining us for another episode of Come to the Cookout. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Come to the Cookout. If you have any questions, you can email us at Come to the Cookout at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Tizan Van Cleef. That's T-I-Z-O-M-V-A-N-C-L-I-E-F. How about you, Brooklyn?
1: And you can find me on all socials at Brooklyn, like the city, Gabbana, like the designer. You
0: are always invited to our cookout.
1: Now y'all come back now, you here.